It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBN, with other great shows such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben, and the show is brought to you by Stoner Eats Productions, Fred Ben Savage as Fuck, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and SockEmUp.org. And today we're going to have a short episode. So um, before, though, I want you guys to know a little something that we are doing call-ins. So you guys want to call in, it's uh, 503-974-6420, and you get this. Messages? Messages? We don't leave no stinking messages! You guys should just have that anyway. So you guys, right here, right now, I'm going to bring on Eric Brown. Eric Brown, hey. how you doing? Hey. Hey, what's going on, Eric? Oh, not a lot, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm cool. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. So, you're out and about today. Um, so, are do you, with you being uh, a comic, are you... Mm-hmm starting work early in the morning or like how how early how's that work because i know that's usually a, a tough thing is finding that if you are working a job that's kind of early is you know figuring out how late you can stay out and uh yeah see luckily i have a job where um i'm a um i work for a small company right a very small business so we don't have uh, like a really strict attendance policy so if i end up you know waking up at eight o'clock on the dot it's not like it's not a huge deal. I don't gotta worry. Like I, so I, I pretty much stack up uh, late and whatnot. But because it's only two employees, it, you can't really, you know, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So this job is actually. Uh, I was telling my dad the other day. I was like, man, actually, man, I was like, as far as like everyday work goes, this is the first time in a long time I don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't absolutely like just hate coming to work. So I was like, I was like, I'm in a really good spot. I don't really feel like um. I would like to keep this job until I'm doing comedy as a as a primary source of income. See, that, that's, I mean, being able to get a job that you don't hate. I feel that's where I've been. I ended up getting one job that I didn't hate, and I had it for like about three months, and then I, I found yeah. out that I was moving, and then I was like, wow. oh shit, well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, usually when you get a job you don't hate, it's like, all right, bro, there's other, there's other shoe finna drop real soon. Yeah. I don't know when, but it, it's going to, because I don't hate the job, so I probably won't be able to keep it tomorrow, for, for whatever reason. But then, I mean, so the one thing about that, you don't have as much material then for your uh Yeah, I don't, have any, like, I, don't, I don't have any, like, work material. Like, I hate my boss material. Yeah, like, my, my boss is such a dick, and, uh, yeah. but now it's just like, oh, yeah, well, Okay, well, this is this is all right, and um, like, you know, he's pretty cool. He, he's pretty chill, and he don't really he don't really bother me like that. You know, he hadn't threatened to fire me not one time. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't really know what to do with this job. 
Well, that's a joke right there. I might have, I might have to put that in. Yeah. Well, there you go. And so, Positivity. I mean, yeah. Have you had jobs, uh, a, a good, good string of jobs where you've had bosses that have wanted to uh, fire you or you've wanted to yeah, 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 yeah. walk a, away? Um, yeah. I had a, like, I had a, before this job, like, before, actually every job, before this job was more or less like Mary Apple. Like, I got to find something else. Like, I got into a collision repair at one point in time. Cause I thought I was gonna be like a um, like a like a custom car guy, and yeah. you realize it's not gonna be a market for custom cars. Like it's a market for it, but you're talking about maybe like three cars a year around here where I'm at, and so most of it's gonna be collision repair. It's gonna be, you know, accidents, big hits, shit like that. And that was just once I got in, I was like, oh fuck! I was like, I really don't <laughs> want to be here with you people. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. I don't feel yeah. like y'all don't want me here. Either. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's one of them things where it's like, I, I went to school for it. I, I, was, I, had a, I was a great student. I was a model student. Everybody loved me in class. But the class was more, um, it was more like me. You know what I mean? Like, um, like people my age, um, people a little bit more progressive. And then the industry is more, it's all 20-year vets in the industry. And they didn't go to class. They just, somebody just taught them how to do some body work one day. And then they kept doing it. And next thing you know, they had a job. And now they make $25 an hour fixing dents. Yeah, and it's, you know, yeah. and it's different for and it, with that it was just it's a high production type job like they want you know they want shit turned around fast and it's just one of the things where it was like yeah it was a it was a, a nine to five job I could have did comedy doing it and I probably would have had a lot more material <laughs> a lot a lot of work based material but it, most of it would have been offensive you know what I mean it would have offended somebody because a lot of it because I did it I did get to do a lot of people watching. In, uh, in social surveys, of my, you know, myself, and I came up with my own conclusions about a lot of different um, types of people, black, white, all, like all different types of people. Like, uh, like it got to the point to where I would, I would stereotype customers yeah. when they came in, and I would know exactly how to treat them and what and how to make the deal just by the look, just by who they were when they walked in the door. I mean, everyone fucks up their car. It's not yeah, uh... everybody fucks their car up. Nobody's nobody's immune from that. The right. beers right. don't discriminate. Yeah, and if uh, if you don't fuck up your car, someone else is gonna fuck up your car. So, yep. I mean, one way or another. And so, um, so where are you doing comedy? Where what area are you in? Uh, I'm doing uh, comedy in the uh, Triad uh, area of North Carolina, Greensboro, Winston Salem, High Point. Um, I get out to Charlotte and Raleigh every now and then. Um, but as far as like miking and most of my bookings, they usually come around the area. Like this is a population of about half a million in the in the metro area. Okay. In, between between like three cities, or probably more than that. Probably yeah, probably like over half a million between the three major cities and the, the small suburbs around it. Um, but I am trying to get out more as so in like into like um. Virginia. Uh, I, I got family in New York, so I would like to do some uh, hit some shows in New York, or maybe even some mics to start out. You know what I mean? Maybe do some yep. mics in um in August or September, and then maybe trying to roll back around in January for maybe a a little show or something. Somebody wants to put me on something after that. But uh, I'm just trying to spread my wings, so to speak. But I'm mostly I'm trying to build my time locally, and um so that when I do get on the road, somebody can actually book me as a a feature or, or a micro headliner. Yeah, and so then, do you have people that are uh, in the area, or you're seeing, I guess, um, 
people getting offended what what's what's it like uh there with people getting um, offended uh, more comics are than audience people i assume if anything uh see the comedy club i do mic set they do a really good job about um promoting mics so we it's usually a lot of uh civilians in the crowd like you might have cool. a 50 50 split and that's kind of good because civilians don't know who's a comic when they walk in so when if we're laughing at stuff, they're not like, oh, this is crap. You know what I mean? And then, because sometimes if we're not laughing, they're like, why isn't anybody laughing? That was funny. It's like, oh, we heard that joke 45 times. I heard it about five times a week already. So, yep. you know what I, mean? I, was, I was saying it with them. Uh-huh. I was hoping you would laugh because I, you know, because if you don't laugh at that, then you're not going to laugh at what I got for you. But, um, and so, yeah, so like the Idiot Box, this is the Idiot Box Comedy Club in Greensboro. It, it does a really cheap, uh, the, the owner does a really good job of making sure that there are people in there. And sometimes it's just a regular mic. And so we're in the South. So as far as like offensive stuff, you would be offending an individual. You know what I mean? Like you would have to be offending that individual in the crowd. And then even then, they may not even react because if if everybody else is laughing and you made a joke, and I made a joke about straight white men and the rest of the rest and all the other straight white men are laughing, you can't really be a puss and, um, and you know, and give me what's worth after that, like, you know, that joke about straight white men was very offensive. And, you know, and like, come on, bro. It was a joke. You know what I mean? You, you know, and yeah. not only was it a joke, it was observational. You know, it's something I've seen. You've seen it too. Don't, you know, that's why you're offended. So, but we don't really get a lot of, like, now I wouldn't, I wouldn't do gay jokes in a room full of gay people. And if I did, I would make sure that it was funny. Right. And observational. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, something that they can be like, yeah, we do that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Me personally, I don't offend people, but I have seen people say offensive things, and we just don't laugh. It's just like, oh, okay, this is just don't laugh, just don't feed the beast. If you laugh, it's it just they're gonna think they're doing right. Right. Yeah. And so, so then, uh, are you getting? Um, yeah, that's cool. That's fucking cool that you got a, a mic that's not just mostly all comics are. Yeah, all yeah. comics all the time where, like you were saying, where you hear, uh, you know, the same people tell the same jokes all the time. You're like, oh, here it comes. I hope they fucking change something of the joke or else. Like, yeah, like yeah. you said, you're saying it word for word along word. with them, just waiting for it. Right. Like, oh. Do the pause and, and everything. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It is it's harder, too, when you start uh, then you got people doing fake laughs. You got comedians doing fake laughs, trying to, you know, build it up. Like, it's like shit, man. Cause then it, it makes it harder. I think to like, I don't know, kind of throws people off not knowing, like, can't really. If it's not, if it's not in the right spot, it it does throw people off. You know what I mean? Like, and then sometimes like I laugh out of uncomfortable, uncomfortability. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like somebody says a joke and, and I thought it was funny, but nobody's laughing. And now I'm uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, that was funny. And I, <laughs> and I laugh and I'll I let it out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, now everybody thinks, you know what I'm saying, I'm a creep. But that was funny. I don't know why I didn't laugh. And I tell people, right. like, look, I laugh because it was funny. Not because, okay, I laughed because it was funny and because it was really quiet. You know what I'm saying? And, and I didn't laugh because it was quiet. I laughed. I didn't laugh to, to in, the, in the silence. I laughed because it was so quiet. I'll admit it to you. But that was a funny joke. Just, I guess you just got to don't do it on that crowd again. You know, don't try. You know what I mean? Don't land-based white men and you have 18 white men sitting in front of you like that's probably not the way to go you know in a competition you know what i mean 
Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, it's a dice roll, you know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna roll a dice, be prepared to crap out. So, where are you with competitions? Uh, I, I know you're uh, you're entered in one right now, and you're in the semifinals, yeah. I believe. Correct. What? What? Uh, I mean, so is it at that same comedy club, or is it uh, different? What kind of yeah, place is it? It's at the same comedy club. It's, at, it's, at, it's probably like it's a competition. It takes about the summer. The summer to complete. Um, uh, as far as competitions go, I don't. I do them because you know I like I need stage time and I need um, opportunities. So I, I do any competition that's at a club or at a rep. You know what I'm saying? Is that a reputable type situation? Uh, I don't really like one night competitions. You know what I mean? I don't like. I don't really care for come pay twenty five dollars to win one hundred and twenty five dollars <laughs> and make sure you bring thirty people so you can win type situations. Right. Um. That's what you I was know, gonna I'm, get at. Yeah, like I don't. If, yeah, I don't do those. I actually, I actually went on Facebook on a rant, and I said, "Look, if your competition ain't in a comedy club, don't even ask me to do the shit. Like for real. Like I don't wanna no disrespect yeah. you, no disrespect anybody who's doing them. But I don't really, I don't really feel like driving an hour and a half, two hours to go to um whatever. You know what I'm saying? To go to a uh, a bar or or a brewery or something like that or a yard and um and pay you money. For you to charge other people money to see me perform to pay somebody else the money I paid you the money I and they paid you to go right. up so you know, yeah. like you're not getting paid you're paying money to fucking someone to get stage time yeah to be basically. in this competition right and I could just pay five bucks to go to anybody's open mic and, and not have to worry about and not have the anxiety of losing on me you know what I mean like that that's one thing yeah. that I don't know if a lot of non-comic producers understand because you get a lot of non-comic producers who do this, who use that format. Because uh, well, well, for one, it's fun for the crowd, I guess, a little bit more fun for the crowd. And it, I guess it motivates newer comics to bring people out. Because I don't know, I've been doing it for about four years now. For, but, and I know now that to get your friends and family to come out on a regular basis, weekend and weekend, it's impossible. You know what I'm saying? If, if you've been doing it long enough, you can't do it. Yeah. And I mean, for comedy, it seems that, I mean, like, hey, yeah, come, come watch me tell jokes. And then, you know, there's a bunch of you know, people like, eh, but if it's a band or something, people in a band or some sort of fucking music show is pretty are a lot easier to get people to go to a, a music show right. as far as a bringer kind of show. Right. And, and, and me personally, I feel like I would enjoy uh semi-professional comedy a lot more than semi-professional any type of music. It's, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I probably saying it just because we in it, but we better. We're better <laughs> at, at the at the amateur semi-professional stage, by and large, people that get stage time are better than your average rock band or your average rapper that's down, that's, that, does, that doesn't have any uh, clout or, you know, emotion in his career. You know what I mean? Your average your average everyday open mic comedian who's got 20 minutes has probably got 10 killer minutes that any any comedy fan would enjoy. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I mean, if, yeah, if you're getting booked on a show, it's probably, you know, worth worth the time for someone to show up and watch it. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird, though, with the because I assume that most of those shows like we were talking about before the ones where you got to, you know, pay and then whoever brings the most people, uh, you know, are, is the winner. 
Um, right. Basically, yeah, whoever, you know, I feel that's how it is with a lot of contests that are that way is just, or if it's, you know, something online, um, right. you know, so, some sort of contest, it's whoever has the most followers, the person with, with 6 million followers somehow is the person who wins this grand prize and exactly. uh, is able and to, maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah, that person just shared it one time and then uh, a, a million and a half people saw it and then half a million people click vote. Mm-hmm. I got yeah, yeah. I got a thousand followers. I, I I can't do nothing with that. Right, and so then when you're in a comedy competition, you're there because you're. I mean, you're not you're not playing that game. You're fucking there because you're you're good and you're, you know. It, so is it by like crowd? Um, um it'll be or, it's crowd vote until. It's crowd vote until the finals, and in the finals, it's, it's judges. It's, and you don't know who the judges are. You don't know where they're at in the club. You just know it's judges, and then and then there's a crowd vote. So if the judges, let's say the judges are locked at one and two, like, okay, they got we got two judges at for, you know what I'm saying, for this guy one, and we got two judges for this guy one, go to the crowd vote. Okay. Yeah. And then you, and then everybody has to number their favorite comedians one through nine. So essentially, so even if you didn't bring anybody, if you're enough people's number three, if you got, you know, if there's 30 people in the room and 20 of them made you number three, you're probably going through. Whereas yeah. if I brought 10 people and they made me number one, but nobody else had me number one, I was everybody, everybody else is eight or nine. I'm really number four and three is really probably number one. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean it's an interesting way to do that, and like I think I remember in in Portland, um, like the the judges were the people. It was usually whoever won last year, the mm, the yeah. funniest person, and use, then like one other comic that was. The, yeah, they, they do use like uh, past winners to uh, yeah to uh, as judges sometimes because that's fair. If they're not in the competition no more, why right. not them? Right. And, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they probably have a pretty good grasp of who it is. And for the most part, whoever I've seen uh, had that had won has been, you know, pretty well deserved for, for what it was. It doesn't seem like it was favoritism. Yeah, uh, see, I've never done a, comp- I've, I've done a competition a couple of, this is my third year doing it. Yeah, and the the first year I I got out in the semifinals, not the semifinals. I got in the second round, and then the last year I got out in the semifinals. And uh, no, I got in the finals last year. I made it to the finals, but every Holy year shit. I've been at the finals. The person who won deserved to win. Like it wasn't there wasn't anything where I was like, oh, this is a sham. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this motherfucker is killing. Yeah, there's really nothing I can yeah. do about it. And so they, they I, yeah. It might get wonky in the first couple rounds because, uh, you know, uh, the more the newer comedians will bring a bunch of people and then they'll, you know, they'll force vote through. But then once you get to the later rounds, it's for one, if I came to the first two rounds, if I'm your brother and I came to the first two rounds, I'm like, shit, dude. You know what I'm saying? How much material you got? Because I don't really know if I can come to the third and the fourth round. You know like, I got a life too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and you know, even, yeah. even if you're funny, it, it's difficult for people to 
motive, you know what I'm saying, to find a motivation to them. Everybody got lives. You know what I'm saying? People have other things to do. Like, my wife ain't negative to this round. Yeah. And I mean, okay. usually it's at night on a weeknight. And I mean, that's tough for a lot of people to, you know, be yeah, able to uh, show Friday up. To. Night, yeah. Uh, oh. and I think she, she does a good job about uh, putting you on not great dates all the time. Like, you can't always be, you can't always get uh, Saturday at 9 30. You know what I mean? You're not good. Sometimes you're going to be on a Thursday at 7.30 show, which is basically ridiculous. It's hard to sell that ticket. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to be on a Friday at 7.30 show. Yet again, another hard ticket to sell because that's right after work on Friday. People get tired. Yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where she does a good job about making it to where you can't stack the deck and go through four rounds because you just brought 10 people both all time. And then if let's say you had a you had a terrible set, but you but people, you know, voted you to go ahead. She, I mean, she's not gonna let you go. This is why, all right, that was a terrible set. You know what I mean? Ethically, I can't yeah. allow you to damn you set up for you didn't do your time. You're, you know what I mean? You got out a minute and a half early, you didn't get one laugh off, and you number one, I don't I don't think so. You know what I'm so and then uh, in other competitions where that person would complain and be like, well, I brought all these people. And they'd be like, you know what you did? You won. And, and everybody else would be like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I've seen that too. And uh, I, I ended up one time, it was a, uh, like a, a karaoke thing. I, I was doing karaoke one night and uh, they're like, the dude's like, oh, hey man, you got to come back for this competition. And then, so I come back and it's like, oh, okay, well, hey, you made it to the next round and bring some friends. And it's like, ah, fuck. And then, and then you get to a part, you're like, okay, well, I'm watching these people that are performing that are pretty good. And it's like, oh yeah. It just like, after five minutes, I'm like, fuck, I'm sitting, I have to sit here through all this bullshit. And like, I just was like, I'm done with this. I don't, I don't fucking care. And then, I mean, yeah, just with, uh, and like, and I used to run a comedy show where I would do a, you know, um, competition kind of a thing, but it was just like for a night thing. And it wasn't, you know, what didn't really mean much. It was kind of like, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, the mic champion or whatever, it, you know, monthly yeah. thing. And if you want you come back, but, but, you know, it wasn't totally fair like i did have someone on that probably got the best reaction of the night but i didn't i didn't want this comedian to come back because uh it was just a pain in the ass to work with so i was like well wow. and then got all, all upset that uh they didn't win and i'm like and i so i just started telling people i'm like this is like fake this isn't like a, a real competition so i mean it wasn't right. really yeah and it's like well it just it's it's a show. It's a show. That's I'm trying to get people to fucking come. And that's what that's what it's about. But I'm not, yeah, you know, gonna try to make money off and yeah, you know, charge people to come be on the show. Like that's pretty fucked up. And um I mean so, that's uh, standard practice, honestly. Yeah. It it seems it and it's it's fucked. It's uh, I don't like I don't know. Yeah. I can't and I, yeah, I'd rather fucking give someone a drink ticket than fucking have to, yeah. you know, have someone pay me money to fucking bring them on. But 
yeah, it's, or, you know, you know, I gave him the share of the alcohol sales or whatever it is for the night and just, you know, kind of whatever, but, um, so, um, so where can people find you then? Where, where can everyone find you to check you out and see your uh, work? You can, and... find, you can find me on uh, Facebook mostly. I'm, a, I'm, I'm around that age where Facebook is my number one uh, <laughs> social media platform. Trust uh, me, getting in touch with all the uh, aunties and uncles and grandmas and granddads and shit. You know what I'm saying? Moms and dads. I don't know if I'm cool enough for uh, Instagram. I don't, you know, the pictures, they don't scare me, but it's like, damn, bro, like, it's just pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I supposed yeah. to do with this? So, you know, and I got a, uh, I have a uh, comedy page. Who TF is Eric Brown on Facebook. And you could also just follow me on Facebook. I'm Eric Brown. It'll be me holding the microphone. Um, and I'll be on there talking shit and making profound statements and, you know, giving um, inspirational speeches sometimes to myself mostly. But, you know, it could apply to your life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking to, most of the time when I'm giving my, when I'm giving somebody a pep talk, I'm giving me a pep talk. And it'll probably apply to you too. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm better than you. I, I'm I'm trying to damn get out the bed just like everybody else. Cool. Well, fuck yeah, man. Um, dude, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, I'm happy we got to, yeah, got to talk. And uh, yeah, since you were on uh, the Comics on Life, I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to make sure I got everyone on. So I, I liked everyone that was on that. And so, yeah, I'm getting everyone. Go for it, man. Get well soon, Stefan. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I just sent him a message. I saw that um, on the yeah comics for life page. So yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. he's doing better and um, yeah, that was that was some scary uh, shit. So yeah, I'm glad yeah. Uh, glad he's you know okay ish. So okay enough. Right. So yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, hope we get home soon and hope we you know start that comics for life back. We got me booked on that and I'll, uh, the uh, the lo- the longer show I think. Oh, yeah, cool. man. Um, thanks for having me, man. If you ever in Greensboro, yeah. man, don't uh, or in the area for any reason, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up. I'll let you know about what's going on. Or you know, if I got some myself, I'm producing. You know what I'm saying? I see if I can get some. You know what I'm saying? Time myself. I don't okay. do a whole lot, but I am attempting to get me a couple rooms, uh, a couple of regular rooms for like mics and shit. Um, where I okay. wouldn't, whatever they be bar mics, I wouldn't be charging uh people to come up and do comedy, but um. We'll see, you know what I mean? We'll see how, how it goes. I'm a, a pretty decent host. Uh, yeah. You know, okay. being minus or whatever. So. Um, yeah, and if you're up here in yeah, Connecticut or New York or even Boston, I don't know, let me know. Uh, um, do you know, uh, what is, uh, do you know a comedian by the name of Misconduct? Nope. I, I'm, I'm new to the scene out here, so. Very, okay. All yeah. Right. Misconduct? Right. Yeah, Misconduct. He, um, okay. I want to say her name is Damn. That's my cousin's baby mama. So she, I mean, she's uh, she's doing pretty uh, uh, I'm a Facebook friend. She stay pretty, pretty booked up. You know what I'm saying? She um, I want to that's somebody you might want to Google her name or whatever or Facebook search her name. This conduct just send that that friend request just to uh, see if y'all can um maybe get on the same page. I might be able to help each other out. Cool. All right. Thank you, one, man. One Appreciate All right. that. All right. Well, hey, well, uh, yeah, have a good rest of your day, man. Oops. All right. All right. As Eric Brown, man. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, we met on the Comics on Life show. And yeah, Stefan, who's the host, um, hopefully he's feeling better. And um, yeah, 
I really enjoy the show and I've had on I had on Stefan on the show um, and I have now had Eric on the show. I have saw Scott jokes on the show and I have uh, this week later on on Friday I have let's see uh, April Brucker so I think that rounds out everyone that was on the show so yeah you guys um, thank you guys for listening here like I said shorter episode today so lucky for you uh, but yeah I wish we had some more time to talk with Eric um, yeah but you guys thank you for listening here like subscribe share check out everything Eric's doing man listen uh, yeah, he's a good guy, funny guy. So get get in on that and I'll post in the show notes where to find him. And yeah, check out other shows on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. QGBN, QGBN. We have uh, When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Stoner Eats Productions, Fred Ben Savage's Buck, Hardcore Entertainment. Hypnosis is great and sockemup.org. And that is the show. You guys call in, leave a message 503 974 That is the show, man. Boom. Oh, shit. Well, now I done fucked up. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?